financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. All right, welcome back. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. This is part two of Financial Fitness. Hello, I'm hoping you're still there with some answers for us. Well, I'm still here. I, I don't know about answers. I mean, one of the things about finance is if somebody starts to tell you that they know everything and they got it figured out, run away. <laughs> you're the wrong person. Nobody knows everything. Very wealthy people who make lots of money and trade the market, you know, like, like they're in a movie, they know a lot of stuff about that. But right. they may not know anything about how to, you know, buy sneakers for your kids when you have no money. I mean, and people who know that, people who know how to make something out of nothing and how to make do and, you know, always make ends meet even though it's a scramble every day, they maybe don't know anything about trading in the market. So finance is one of the broadest topics. Yeah, it's definitely not one size fits all because what might work for somebody might not work at all for someone else. That's right. But what we're talking about here is a level of personal finance, how this, you know, this intimate relationship that we have with money or, or that we don't have with money, right? Mm-hmm. But how we can adapt and adjust things at a very personal level, at the level where it affects ourselves and our families, when we accept that we can't do that at a global level or at a, a, a federal level. Mm-hmm. We, you know, as I said, we're not going to stop inflation on our own. We were talking okay. in the first half that the American Psychological Association did this study that 87% of people are just completely stressed out right now about yeah. money and inflation. Do you know 40% of the people answered that in order to retire, it would take a miracle, quote, unquote. Oh. Yeah, 40%. So, I mean, this stuff is really an issue. I, you know, about the same, I think, uh, answered something about they didn't think that they were going to be able to buy a house. So housing is one of the main concerns, not just can we buy a house, mm-hmm. can we afford to keep our house, Yeah. or can we afford to continue to pay our rent. So let's talk about some of the things you can do. After you have given yourself a pep talk and said, okay, I have to accept this, I'm stuck in this stupid environment of inflation with rising prices and my income isn't going up. Okay, Francis says, you got, you you got, got to accept it. Suck it up, lick your wounds, you know, and move on, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to say that to yourself, particularly when, you know, you're sitting there with all these bills around you and you're, you're afraid to go to the mailbox and you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from. And I mean, anybody in that position listening to me right now will be swearing at the radio saying, what are you, what are you off your rocker? I just have to accept this. Well, I feel like it's no. the stages of grief. Like, isn't it like denial, then anger, then before you get to acceptance? Yeah, it's true. And pro- that's very good analogy, Jeff. And probably most of us have already experienced the denial and probably the anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, just going to the gas pump, as you said, on the holiday weekend, you yeah. know, not fun. You don't see people smiling and chit-chatting with each other at the gas pump. <laughs> not anymore. You just see them watching the numbers go up and up and up. They do, and then they, they make noises, and they get back in their car like, ugh, yeah. you know, they yeah, get yeah. in the car. Okay. But once you've gone through that place where you can accept it and you can say, okay, the things I can't change are the environment that's going on right now financially. What can I change? Mm-hmm. Let's take this a piece at a time. Okay. If you are, let's say that you're saving for a house or you're, you were hoping to buy a house and you're now in this environment, not only with inflation and worldly problems and all of that, but rising interest rates mm. and values through the roof on homes. 
I mean, ask anybody, and they'll say, well, it's a great time to sell. Yeah, well, you look at houses that are like, uh, you know, would, would have been $100,000 less for the exact same house, I don't know, last year or two years ago. Yeah. So I ask you, if you know anything about supply and demand, mm-hmm. do we really have an instant glut of people in the last two years compared to the houses we have? And what will that look like two years from now? Mm-hmm. Markets go up and down, and this is up, which does not mean that you can't buy a house. But you're going to have to do some proactive stuff in order to do it. Okay. You're going to, have to look for a deal. You're, you might want to um, either hire a buyer's broker, a, a real estate broker to work on your behalf, rather than only having a seller's broker involved. You might look for a property that doesn't have a broker involved, you know, for sale by owner property. Somebody has to move because they've got a new job and they need a quick sale. Um, you might be able to negotiate something. You could use an attorney to help you through the contracts and the other parts of that. You could take advantage in this market, if you had to, of finding a bank that has creative kinds of mortgages. Rather than just shopping for a a flat, fixed-rate 30-year mortgage, maybe you look for somebody who's got an arm, an adjustable-rate mortgage, maybe up to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So that within that 10-year period, you you might think about refinancing or something like that. So don't just take it as in-the-box thinking where you say, okay, the price of houses is really high. We're going to put in a bid for more than the asking price because we've got to get a home. We're not trying to win the lottery here. We're trying to put you into a home that you can afford and that if you ever have to sell, you can get your money out of. Is it better right now, though, just to wait because of inflation and rising costs and not knowing where that's going to end? Is it better for it to level out before you go and make a big purchase like that? Or you think it's okay to do that? Well, if I had the choice for people, I would say, yes, let's wait a little bit. Let's use this time to gain some knowledge, shop the market a bit, kind of figure out, you know, use it for your background checks here. Figure out where do you want to live? What kind of house do you want? But Park your emotion at the side because I promise you, you're going to get enthusiastic about some house when you look. Mm-hmm. And that there is going to be a bidding war on it. And you'll put in a bid for 75000 more than the house is worth. And if you get it, you now have a negative $75,000 equity. Mm. It's not where you want to be when you discover that you might like to make some changes that would require a home equity loan or some cash because now you owe more on the house than it was worth. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it right now in the market? Yeah, for a moment, but when the market changes, and it will change, no prices go up forever. When the market changes, it would be better, in my opinion, for you to have been spending this time preparing to find a deal Mm -hmm. when the market changes. You know, we have a situation that in housing that created, that was created here in part by surplus money that people had from COVID and the the situation where housing prices could rise like this and they were in some way affordable for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, more people had money to put down. More people had, you know, additional cash hanging around that they took out of their markets when they were nervous about the market, whatever. So, yeah, I would prefer that people wait if they can. But as I said, it doesn't mean you can't buy now. You just need to, you need to be careful about how you do it. Okay. okay. Let's talk to people who are thinking that they were going to retire and all of a sudden now the numbers look really different. Okay. Yeah, they do look really different. But... Mm-hmm. But, that, again, that doesn't have to be a permanent situation. If you can do the kinds of things we talk about all the time, which is 
really get a handle on all of your spending. I don't mean curb your spending. I mean know exactly what you spend and where you spend it. Mm -hmm. And start to think about your retirement accounts rather than that scary place you go to see losses as, okay, again, acceptance. This is where I'm at right now. Is it possible for me to put a, a lock on my earnings right now and be able to retire? Or do I really have to tolerate the ups and downs of the market? And I know and we talked last week about there's places you can move your money temporarily. There are places you can move it temporarily and there are places you can move it permanently. Okay. I mean, you know, we've solved a lot of retirement problems for people here who thought they would never be able to retire by managing the debt and getting that gone quickly mm -hmm. uh, and properly, you know, paying less than 3% overall interest on your debt. And, and making the income, the guaranteed kind of income that people need to have if they're going to live a long and healthy life, which hopefully we, we do now. So there, the point I'm trying to make, I guess, Jeff, mm -hmm. is really, you know, I know it's scary out there. I know it is. And I know we all want to, you know, we just want it to get better. We want it to go away. We, we want to know who to blame for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could somebody else fix it? And in, in the end, what we really need is to be proactive and to take some action and to get some help from someone who can help us sort this out. Because the hardest thing, the most difficult thing when you're trying to affect change about your finances personally mm -hmm. is that they are your finances. And we always will have an emotional tie to our finances. I'm no different than anybody else. When it comes time for me to make my own financial decisions, I have to have a talk with myself and say, okay, what would I tell a client? Because I, too, want to make those decisions that, I don't know, that for whatever reason are emotionally driven. Right. And also just being able to have an outside perspective on it, much like if a relationship counselor, you're getting kind of a neutral opinion, going to a financial counselor, kind of the same thing. You're not, like you said, your emotions are tied to where they're spending their money versus how we actually feel about where it's going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the most obvious thing I could say, and I, I've sort of avoided it because, you know, everybody knows they're supposed to do it, but it has to do with your budget. You know, the most common thing people do is to say that they'll cherry pick something. Oh, gas prices are high. I'm not going to drive as much. Or groceries are really high. I'm going to, you know, cut back on my grocery bill. But interestingly enough, those are not always the things that make the biggest changes, but they are the things that make you feel worse. <laughs> they make you feel like you're living in privation. Yeah, some, for sure. Some easier places that you could look at that you might make a real dent. How much are you paying for your other kinds of insurances? Can you trim your insurance expenses without trimming your benefits? Can you change your deductions in your paycheck? Can you pay less in taxes? Can you get a little side job that makes a difference? There are lots of things you can do that are sort of one-offs. You know, you just have to change this now, check the box. Oh, look, I just saved a couple hundred dollars a month. You know, your cell phone bill. Mm. I know, I know, I know. You know, two or $300 cell phone bills, not uncommon. But, you know, if you're on low income, which is not all that low by the charts these days, you could get a free cell phone through safelink.org. I mean, there's all, or .gov, I think it is. But there are always things like this that you can think of, but you won't see them, Jeff, until you start to do something like our budget system where, you know, categories pop up in front of you, almost like a tax program that asks you questions, you know. Right. Categories there. You can use them as a memory jogger. Oh, geez, I forgot that I pay, you know, this thing. Uh, subscriptions is one of the biggest things for people. We all get these, yeah, I'll sign up for that thing. 
and it's only $10 a month, $30 a year, whatever it is. And there it goes onto your credit card or out of your checking account where it gets ignored and renews automatically every year. So go through the list. Start cutting those things out that you don't use. Put the money towards something that you do use. We talked about an envelope system or, or cash stuffing right. a little while. That kind of return to basics can really go a long way. Even if it doesn't make a big dent, it's going to make a big difference in how you feel about the situation. And if you've ever talked to anybody who's really stressed and you say to them, boy, you know, what you're going to have to do is get a second job. It's the, the last thing they want to hear. What do they say? I just don't have it in me. Right. I'm just too tired. I don't have the energy. Where would I do? How would I? There's a million reasons why they can't do it. And if you talk to somebody else who is feeling pretty good about their finances, they'll start to tell you. I've been thinking about, you know, selling some stuff or doing some stuff on the side, you know, and they're really kind of upbeat about it. Mm-hmm. Now, they're both suffering from financial difficulties, but the only difference is the way they feel. And there's nothing wrong with asking for a little help and getting help from a third party who can maybe alleviate some of that stress. They can do that with you, the money doctor, Dr. Francis Ram. And um, what's your phone number for everyone? 413-773-3333. And they can always go check your website out at hugyourmoney.com. Just take action. That, that will help you no matter what the outcome is. Take action.